Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. This message is titled, The 59 Thesis Against Santa Claus. I turn my Bible and I open it up to Genesis chapter number 3 and I read, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. It's interesting, the devil tempted with food. And a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly, and he was chubby and plump, a jolly old elf. You know, God wants us to be content. And uh, it's interesting that when the Bible starts off with the first temptation, it's with food, it's gluttony, it's an overindulgence, it's an inability to resist. And every stocking, at least me growing up, every stocking that I have ever looked into always had something in it besides candy, one piece of fruit. Now, I don't know if that means anything or not, but all I'm saying is that there is something that the eyes will desire, something that is fruitful to the mouth, to the taste. There's something that is appealing to our senses, and I get all that around this time of the year, but I want to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us to be content with what he has provided and given to us. Uh, I go to my Bible in Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. I see that the Bible says, thou shalt not bear false witness. Uh, You know, it's false. Well, a false witness is someone who either purposefully intends to deceive. And I believe that this substitute, this substitution of Santa Claus for Jesus Christ has overtaken our society. Christ died for you. I go to my Bible in Exodus 23 and verse 13. I see and in all things that I have said unto you, be circumspect. That means to be cautious, uh, to walk cautiously, to examine carefully. You got to watch things on both sides. You got to read both sides to make sure you're not being deceived. And make no mention of the name of other gods. Let it, neither it be heard out of their mouth. You know what you hear starting in November? Santa this, Santa that, Santa this, Santa that. That God, that pagan God is repeated over and over again. I, I go to Deuteronomy chapter number five, verse number 18. Bible says, neither shalt thou commit adultery. Then I turn on the radio. I hear a song about mommy kissing Santa Claus. You say, well, it's really the daddy. I don't trust the guy. <laughs> I don't trust the guy. I go to Deuteronomy 22, verse 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. You say, what in the world does that have to do with Santa Claus? You know, if you went to California, you got a town called San Diego. You have another town called uh, San Francisco. You know what that is? Is the male designation. The female designation is Santa Cruz. The female designation would be a city like Santa Barbara. Why isn't it Santa Claus? Why isn't it Santo Claus? I think because Santa's the cross-dresser, that's why. <laughs> I really do. I don't trust him. I go to my Bible in Psalm 48, verse number one. The Bible says, great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation. The joy of the whore is Mount Zion on the sides of the north the city of the great king. You know where the great, our great king, the Lord Jesus comes from? The north. You know where the kids are taught, taught Santa Claus comes from? 
of the North Pole. <laughs> I turn my Bible to Psalms chapter 96, verse number one. The Bible says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord, all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. You turn on the radio, you go anywhere uh, around any community, you know, you're going to hear songs to Santa. Santa this, Santa that. Santa Claus is coming to town. Here comes Santa Claus. I thought we have a blessed hope. I thought Jesus is coming for us. I go to my Bible in Psalms 139, verse 7. I read, whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. You know where God is? He's seeing me when I'm sleeping. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. It's not Santa watching over me. The Lord is. I go to Proverbs chapter 17. I read in verse 4. A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. You know what a wicked doer does? He delights in lies. Parents, be careful about lying to your children. Parents, be careful about lying to your children and knowing that everybody else is okay with everybody lying to their children. I've had a naughty tongue throughout the year. I'm sure you have. My kids have had naughty tongues throughout the year. I'm sure your kids have. Santa isn't going to find out who's naughty or nice. He's the, he's the father of all lies. They make Santa equal to God. He's supposed to know all the intents of the kid's hearts. <clears throat> number 10. I turn my Bible in Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. And I read, for unto us a child is born, unto us a, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. You know what a name for Santa Claus is called? They call him Father Christmas. People are looking to Santa to bring about world peace. Here's a letter a little boy wrote. Dear Santa, I would like a few things for Christmas. I would like some Play-Doh and a Lego set. I would also like world peace. Thank you, Santa. Jesus Christ is the one who can give you peace that passes all understanding. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the everlasting Father. Number 11, I turn to Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6. I gave my back to the smiters, speaking of Jesus Christ, and my cheeks to them that flicked, plucked off my hair. I hid not my face from shame and smiting. But they don't shame or smite Santa. They love his beard. Everybody's fine with that. Number 12, I go to Isaiah chapter 63, verse number one. Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Bozrah? This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength, and that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him treadeth in the wine vat. It's speaking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And he's coming in red apparel. Santa's suit, you know, when he when he returns, you know what he's wearing? Red. 
I find that rather ironic. Revelation chapter 19 tells me he was clothed, speaking of Jesus Christ, with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. Number 13, I turn to Zechariah chapter 2, verse 6. And the Bible says, ho, ho, come forth and flee from the land of the north, saith the Lord. You know what the traditional greeting on Saturnalia is? The worship of the sun, Saturn? Lo, Saturnalia. That's what they say. People would run through the streets calling, lo, Saturnalia. Lo, lo, lo. It's always one extra lo to just kind of one up Jesus Christ. I find that interesting. Number 14, I go to Malachi chapter number three, verse number five. The Bible says this. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against false swears and against those that oppress the hireling and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. We have a Lord of hosts counterfeited by Santa who also has some hosts. He has hosts of elves. You know what elves are? Mythical, spiritual creatures. They are, they are skilled in magic and spell crafting. Spells from hell to make you and I feel well. We're all under this magic of Christmas. We're all under this magic of Santa. Psalm 2410 says, who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. We need a host of elves. We have Jesus Christ as the Lord of hosts. Number 15 in Matthew 121, it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And I think about that verse every time I read a letter that goes like this. Dear Santa, I don't want anything for Christmas, but I would like to ask you if you could do me a favor. Can you please find a cure for COVID-19 and give it to us to save the world? Thank you. These are real letters written to Santa Claus. Tell me little children haven't been deceived into thinking Santa can actually help them out. Verse uh, uh, number 16, I turn my Bible in Matthew 4 and I read the devil bribed Jesus. But you know what he bribed him with? All the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. The devil said this, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Bribing children. You be good because somebody's going to bring you something. It's the same temptation that the devil tempted Jesus with in the wilderness. You worship me and I'll give you. We should respond like Jesus. Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Number 17, Matthew 123, I read this. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel being interpreted is God with us. You know what they call Santa? They're Chris Kringle. You know what that means? They're Christ child. I don't think so. I'm sticking with Jesus Christ. Number 18. I open my Bible in Matthew chapter seven, verse number seven. It says, ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you. I walk into Lowe's and I see a mailbox and it says you can put a letter in there and you can send it to Santa Claus. Why? He's not going right back to you. He's not going to give you anything. Jesus Christ can give you peace. He can give you the gift of eternal life. Number 19, I turn my Bible to Matthew 14, verse number 25, and I see Jesus walking on the sea. He has power over the elements. 
Guess who else is counterfeited as supposedly having power over the elements? Someone that can fly through the air. Someone that has no power taken over him on the elements. No, that'd be Santa Claus. I don't think so. Number 19, I turn my Bible to Mark chapter 6, verse number 3. And the Bible says, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? Santa's the one that builds toys. Santa's the one that bring brings the toys. I've got one true carpenter, and he can fix all my brokenness. He can fix all your brokenness. He can fix your broken heart. He can fix your broken home. He can fix your broken marriage. He can fix your broken relationships. Not Santa Claus, Jesus Christ. Number 21, I turn my Bible to Mark chapter 10. And I read in verse 15. Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them and blessed them. And all across this nation, we have little children that want to come and they want to sit on Santa's lap. I'm telling you, you can find rest in the arms of Jesus Christ. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Number 22, I can turn to Luke chapter 12, verse 40. The Bible reads, be therefore ready also for the son of man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Nobody knows the hour. It's a mystery to the mind. When did Santa come to your house? Well, I don't know. I don't know the hour. He just magically appeared. Number 23, I open my Bible to John chapter number 9. Jesus, he's asking a blind man, and he asked him this. Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And the blind man responded, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Who's this blind man worshiping? Jesus Christ. Who did he believe in? Jesus Christ. If I have to see another sweater, if I have to see another T-shirt, if I have to see another hoodie, if I have to sit through another uh, advertisement on the billboards in the in the stores about sign uh, about clothing wear that has a big old picture of the Santa Claus that says, "I believe." I'm telling you, I'm just sick of it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That blind man said, "I believe," and he is putting his faith and his belief in Jesus. Number 24, I go to my Bible in John chapter 12 and verse number 12. Bible says much, much people that were come to the feast and they that heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. People are excited. Jesus is coming into town and rightfully so they're crying out to him. Millions of people now are awaiting the triumphal entry of some fake pagan god named Santa Claus. I'm telling you, I'm about sick of it. Number 25, I open my Bible to John 14, verse number 6. You all know the verse. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know what else it says? Neither give heed to fables. Refuse profane and old wives' fables. And the book of Timothy also warns us that the truth shall be turned into fables. I'm telling you, there's no Santa Claus. He's not coming down your chimney. He's not showing up at the hospital when you're sick or your kids are sick. You can offer me all the money in the world. Santa Claus isn't coming to this church house. He's not coming into my house. I'm not wearing a red and green suit on Christmas uh, to act like I'm some little pagan, little, uh, little leprechaun man. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not having a giant rabbit come in here. I'm not celebrating a satanic 
a holiday called Halloween. I'm not flying a rainbow flag. None of that's going to come into the church house because Jesus Christ is the one that's worthy to be praised. And his name should be magnified above every name that you can think of. Number 26, I go to John 15. And I read these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Why is Santa the center stage for bringing all the joy? Now you see him not yet believing. Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Number 27, I open my Bible to John chapter 20, verse 19. And I see the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut. When the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be with you. The doors were shut. How did Jesus get in? He went right through the elements, went right through the door. I don't have a chimney. You don't have a chimney. Well, I've got a wood stove. That's got a real small pipe. Santa's not coming through. He ain't fitting through. You know what he's counterfeiting? Jesus Christ, the same way he came through with the door shut. Isn't that something? Number 28, I go to my Bible and I open up Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12. I read, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Anybody here ever hear of Santa dying? He don't die. You know why? Because they portray him as sinless. I open my Bible to Romans chapter 14, verse number 10. And the Bible says, but why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And if you're a Christian, you're going to be judged. And all of your works that haven't been done for Christ or for eternity, they're all going to be burned up. And the, and, and the ones that you have done for the Lord, you're going to get a reward for that. I'm telling you, Santa ain't judging whether you're good or bad. Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is. I am saved. I have been born again. I have been bought with a price. And I am happy, happy to receive rewards from my Savior. How about you? A real Savior who truly, truly lives in my heart. Are you saved? He lives in your heart. Number 30, I turn my Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 16. The Bible says, know you not that you are a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Why do the advertisement say Santa said to live in the hearts of children? He don't live in the hearts of children. The Bible says, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Be the people of God, be the people of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number 31, I open my Bible to 1 Corinthians 16. And in verse number one, I read this. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye, this people come in the church, and they're being ordered something. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. God made it real clear. He wants his people to give. He wants his people to come to the church house, to the gathering place, and, and he wants you to come with money. 
He wants you to give. And what is bothersome to me is this. Parents have been convinced to give all in the name of Santa. You know why they call it Black Friday? Because it's the start of the Christmas season. And everybody's got to buy all their gifts that they're going to write on there from Santa. I got news for you. My dad worked real hard to buy those things. They were from my dad. He worked two jobs. Okay? Now you come back later tonight, you're going to hear a testimony of how to handle these holidays. You're going to hear about some of the mistakes that I made. It's going to be a way of personal testimony. So I got a little ahead of myself. But that'll be a little preview of what's coming in tonight's evening service. What am I getting at? People give their ties to Santa. How come Santa at least gets a, a cup of milk and a cookie? Christians come to church, they got a dollar bill. I'm not being mean. I'm telling you, God told us to give. Well, I give him my time. Great. Give your money, too. Well, is it going to you? No, it ain't coming to me. It's going to the work of the Lord. Number 32. I open my Bible and I go to Galatians chapter 3. And in verse 13, I read this. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Santa is told to come and put gifts under a tree. I got a savior that bled and died on a tree. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Number 33, open my Bible to Ephesians chapter number four, verse number eight. The Bible says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. I'm telling you this morning, there is one great gift giver and it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he has the greatest gift ever told, and he offers it to whosoever will. Number 34, I open my Bible to Philippians chapter two and verse number nine, I read, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. I don't care about the name of Santa Claus. I care about the name of Jesus Christ. I want my kids to fall in love with him. I want my kids to know that he is real. Number 35, I open my Bible to uh, Philippians chapter four. And in the sixth verse, I read this. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto Santa. No, let your request be made unto God. You know, for 110 years, you know what the United States Postal Service has been running? Operation Santa. You know what they say on their website? Help a child or family experience the magic of the holidays. I don't believe in magic, USPS. But they can help you experience the magic of the holidays. By adopting letters written to Santa. Now, in case you were writing one, deciding to, to write one, which I hope you were not, you did miss the deadline. It was December 12th. So for next year, you can write to 123 Elk Road, North Pole, zip code 88888. How about zip code 666? That's about where it's going. I got a letter from Santa Claus. You're not real. You're not helping anybody out. Jesus Christ's name should be magnified. Here's a letter that came in. Dear Santa. The things I wish for is money for the bills. It will make my family happy. My dad leaves for work at 4.30 a.m. and comes back at 5.20 p.m. I don't know why he comes back at 5.20, but that's what little Billy wrote. But he comes home to eat and leaves, so I don't get to see him. The last thing I want, Santa, is a blender because my mom cooks and she needs it to make food. 
You know what that is? That's a little boy who's got a home life that he wishes was a little bit better. And you know who he wants to get some hope from? A false pagan god. Because he's been taught by media. Young people, listen to me. Jesus Christ will love you better than any absent father will love you. Jesus Christ will love you better than any absent mother will love you. He is worthy of praise. Number 36. I open my Bible to Colossians chapter 3. And in verse number 20, I read this. Children, obey your parents. Oh, just be good for goodness sakes. No, obey your parents in all things. For this is well-pleasing unto Santa. No, it's well-pleasing unto the Lord. Why, why should you be good, little ones? Because it's well-pleasing to the Lord. Don't be good to worship mom. Don't be good to worship dad. Be good to worship the Lord. Parents teach your children to do that so that they create habits, that those habits are more easily come into a lifestyle as they get older. But parents have to lead, guide, and direct that. Be good for goodness sake. Verse uh, number 37. I open my Bible to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. The Bible says this, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. I'm telling you, Santa's guilty of trespassing. He's guilty of breaking an entry. Jesus, I'm telling you, he is coming. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 in the, in, the, in the third verse, For when they shall say, there's a contrast in 1 Thessalonians between the they and the ye. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape. Now here comes the contrast. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that, they, that the day should overtake you as a thief. What am I getting at? Christ is coming at a thief of the night. And there's a contrast between the they and the ye. And the they are the ones that are in darkness. And the ye's are the brethren that are one in light. He's not coming as a thief in the night for me. He's coming in a thief, as a thief in the night for the they, the lost people. And you know what, lost people? They're not concerned about Santa coming as a thief in the night and suddenly getting gifts. But lost people should be concerned about Jesus Christ coming. Because he's going to bring sudden destruction. Number 38. I read in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. Now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wide God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus is my eternal king. Jesus is the one who is immortal, not Santa Claus. I read in Hebrews 13, verse number 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, well, that's last year. What Santa bring you? Today, oh, today, oh, that's this year. What's Santa bringing you? Forever? Not you, Santa. You ain't lasting forever. Jesus Christ is. Number 39, I read in Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 8. Thy throne, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. When the kids approach Santa Claus, you know what he's sitting on? His big, majestic, red throne. I mean, you can't have a picture without that throne. Hebrews chapter 4 says, let us, there, uh, let us come boldly. Uh, under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh, come on, kids. You can approach Santa's throne. Come on, ask him for anything. 
Ask him for anything. Come on. How about Jesus? How about coming boldly under the throne of grace? Jesus, will you help my family? Jesus, will you help my dad find a better job? Jesus, will you help mommy not talk so mean to daddy? Jesus, will you help fix the brokenness that I'm experiencing with my friends? We need some more people taking some time to write some letters to Jesus. That's what we need. Number 40, I open my Bible to Hebrews 4. And in verse 13, I read this. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Santa claims to know exactly who is good and exactly who is bad. Santa claims to know exactly who gets what and who doesn't get what. I'm telling you. Nobody exists on this earth. Nobody. That isn't fully known of God. You know why? Because God created us. Be careful of self-deception. We cannot hide from God. The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men. Number 41. I turn my Bible to James chapter 1 verse 12. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. I'm telling you, I'm not excited about crowns and rewards coming from Santa Claus. I'm excited about crowns and rewards coming from my Savior. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Seek him this week. Seek him next month. Seek him next year. Seek him. Why don't people seek Christ? Why? Why is there always the next sale, the next holiday where I can buy stuff, the next celebration where I can eat more food? Come on. That Genesis 3 passage, she got tempted with a piece of fruit. You know why everybody goes on a diet in January 1? Because they cannot resist. Boom! And all the devil had to do was just put a piece of fruit in front of somebody. And we're just salivating. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Give me more of Jesus. Number 42. I could turn my Bible in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 8. The Bible says, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. You know what Santa claims to be? Outside of time. God is the only one not found by time. That's why Psalm 90 says, For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past and as a watch in the night. Jesus Christ created time. (laughs) He's the only one that's not bound by it. And when we are in him, we have what's called eternal life. Eternity is outside of time. That's who I'm sticking with. 43. I go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. The Bible says, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Billy! Be good. I hear somebody else say, I'm going to be good for goodness sake. You just want, you know, want to just punch him right in the forehead. 
God knows everything about me. God knows everything about you. Not Santa. 44, I turn my Bible in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 8. And I read this. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Anybody know Santa's birthday? No, you don't, because you don't have one. He's got no beginning and no ending. He's eternal. Anybody ever see Santa age? No, he don't age. You know why? He's portrayed as eternal. You don't know Christ's birthday either, by the way. It's not next Sunday. You can sit around the tree and sing happy birthday to him all you want. It's not his birthday. Was it in September? Maybe. We don't know when it is. He is the eternal God. He has no beginning and no end. And Santa Claus is portrayed as he's the eternal Santa that doesn't age. Number uh, Number 45. I go to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 14, I read this. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. You know who else has a long white beard and white hair? That'd be Santa. Number 46, I turn my Bible to Revelation 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and he and will sup with him and he with me. You know what that the sound of? Jesus standing outside the church as a perfect gentleman. Will you let me in? They're not letting him in. We drive by a big church in town. My daughter said, Dad, they got Santa Claus. And you know what's open? The doors. And you know who's standing outside the open doors? Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. I expect it at the AMC movie theater. I expect it at Walmart. I expect it at the public government controlled schooling. I don't expect to see it at a church. You know what that is? That's a church where Jesus is standing outside of the door knocking. They won't let him in, but they let in Santa. Blasphemy. Absolute blasphemy. I expect it at the mall. I don't expect it at a church house. 47. I open my Bible, Revelation 4, verse number 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive honor, glory, and honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. You know, the wealth of Santa is more money than anybody can have. He has the ability to spend and build and make and deliver all the gifts. He has unsearchable riches. Except my Savior is the one that's got unsearchable riches. Ephesians 3 calls it the unsearchable riches of Christ. Go ahead, study about him. Go ahead, read his word. Go ahead, start to really soak in the word of God. You'll learn about the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ. Number 48, I go to my Bible in Revelation 12, verse number 9. It says that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. You know what they also call Santa? Old Nick. Look up the definition of old Nick. It means Satan or devil. And no marvel for Satan himself has transformed himself into age old light. 49, Revelation 14. I read in verse 14. And I looked and beheld a white cloud. And upon the cloud, one sat like the son of man, having on his head a golden crown. 
and his, in his hand a sharp sickle. There was a Greek god called Mithra. You look up some pictures of this, you'll find out that Mithra wears a soft, hood-like hat that's shaped like a cone. Where'd Santa get his hat from? You figure it out. Santa's supposed to be coming. Some pictures, you know, you'll see Santa holding a red scepter. You know where he got the red scepter? Off of a holly tree. It's a magic wand made off of from a piece of Hollywood. <laughs> hint, hint. Christ is coming back. You know what he's going to have in his hand? A sharp sickle. You do not want to be the enemy of God. You do not. I am not the enemy of God, and I trust all here today are not the enemies of God. But if you don't know God, please know him this morning. You do not want to be his enemy. I will choose to be the enemy of Santa until I die. But I will. I am. You know why? Because I'm not the enemy of God anymore. But there was a time when I was. And there was a time when you were. And young people, maybe you don't understand all of this. Okay, that's fine. But you keep hearing it. You're going to come to an age where you're going to understand. and You're going to be accountable to what you've understood. And then you are going to be rightfully called an enemy of God. Which means you are just as wicked as the worst sinner that you can imagine in the eyes of God. You may never go to jail. But if you die without Christ, you're going to end up in jail, hell. You do not want to be the enemy of God. You do not. He's coming back. And he's going to rule with a rod of iron. Number 50. I read in Revelation 19, verse number six. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thunderings saying, hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. God is all powerful. He has unlimited power and he has unlimited love. Santa is modeled as the one that's um, the, the omnipotent one during this season. 51, I read in Revelation 19, and I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse. Santa comes in with a sleigh. Jesus Christ is coming back when he comes on a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. We can call Santa unfaithful and a liar. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. Jesus Christ, the one, when he comes, white horse, faithful and true. Number 52, I read in Revelation chapter 20, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Santa's making a list. He's checking it twice. I'm telling you, boys and girls, you don't have to worry about Santa's list. You don't have to worry about writing a letter to Santa. You have got someone who's got a list of names, and it's in a book, and you want to have your name in that book. And you got two options if you're not saved. You can either have your sins blotted out. Or you can have your name blotted out in the book of life. Choose what blot you want. I am so glad my sins have been blotted out. And my name is written in the book of life. Somebody's got a list that I can trust. Number 
I'm 53. I turn my Bible in Matthew 6, verse 24. The Bible says no man can serve two masters. For either you will hate the one and love the other, or else you will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Santa Claus promotes materialism. Children are taught to think, what do you want? Make a list of what you want. Prepare a list of all the gifts that you want. The symbol that is being used is gifts. The symbol that is being used is materialism and toys under a tree. Santa's got a sleigh full of toys. Santa's got a, a sleigh full of bags. What are you going to bring to church, kids? Nothing. That's why all these Sunday school programs, they got to get these tin cans and they got to walk around the church house, have kids pitch pennies into the can. Because kids aren't taught to give anymore. Adults aren't taught to give anymore. But they'll spend $500 at Christmas time. They'll spend $1,000 at Christmas time. They'll send $3,000 to Disneyland throughout the year. They'll spend $10 times four or times six or times however many movies they go through it and they'll give it to the AMC. They'll give it to Hollywood. Well, we're going to do a short-term mission strip. We want to give some money to some missionaries. Can anybody bring any money? Here's a dollar. Everybody bring in what you're going to spend for Christmas. Bring 10% of that into the church house. Preacher, you're being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm trying to be, bring a perspective. You check somebody's credit card. You check somebody's bank book. And you will find out what is most important to them. I can teach you one of two things. Because I've done both. I can teach you how to go from nothing to something financially. I can teach you how to make money because I've made it. Or I can teach you how to live for Jesus and fall in love with God, not Matt. Because I've done that too. If I were to ask the average person on the street that, you know what they would want to choose? Show me how to make some money. I know how to make money. I loathe the materialism that surrounds Christmas and Santa Claus. I loathe it. Why? Because it's wrong to give gifts? No, 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 no. Don't misunderstand. It's biblical to give. I want to give to you I'm happy to receive gifts. It's the materialism. It's the promotion of we're happy because we're getting things. How about if you don't get anything? 54. Psalm 46, verse 1. I open my Bible and I read that God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. You don't have to wait once a year for Santa to come and get you out of trouble. Jesus Christ, very present. 55, I open my Bible to Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. I read this. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All Santa Claus can do is fill your stocking. All he can do is put trees, is put gifts under your tree. Number 56, I open my Bible to Psalm 145, verse 18. I read this. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him to all that call upon him in truth. You know what we read earlier? He is the truth. You can call upon him as if he is true. 
You know what you got to do for Santa? You need to wait in line. You need to go to the mall and you need to wait in line for him. You don't have to wait in line for Santa. Santa will tell you, just try harder. Do better next year. Maybe you won't get any coal. Maybe you get some more gifts. Just try harder. Wait till next year. Jesus Christ said it is finished. By grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. He is nigh to all them that call upon him in truth. 57, open my Bible to Luke chapter 12, verse 7. Bible says, but even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. All you young people, go ahead, grab your hair. Go ahead, touch your hair. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Go ahead and try and count. I bet you you'll lose count after 30 or 40. Not God. He doesn't even, he, not only does he know how many hairs are on your head, but he has each one of them numbered. You will never be loved more intimately and deeply than by your creator God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Young people, pay attention. Jesus is the one who has intimately created you and designed you, and he desires a relationship with you. All you get from Santa is this. Hi, little boy, what's your name? Hi, little girl, what's your name? I thought you know everything, Santa. You should know my name. But somebody sign up for that program. It'd be a new ministry. It's called the kids go sit on Santa's lap and ask him some questions. And when Santa, go ahead, take the kids. We had one of the dads had this one up. You take the kids down to the mall, have your kids sit on Santa's lap. And when he says, what's your name, little girl? You, 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 you say, well, you should know my name. I thought you know all things. I thought you got my list, Santa. I thought you got my letter. I thought you know my address. And then you pull off his beard, his little cone Mithra hat, and you say, how about Jesus? You ever hear of him, Santa? He knows every one of my hairs and has a number. Hmm. <laughs> Yes, someone's posting right now. The Grinch preacher. He's the Grinch. The Grinch did get it half right, though. I mean, I mean, his heart was bad. He hated people. I mean, you know, you get into the ministry, you can't hate people. You have to love people. Okay, and I love people. I'm here to just share love. I do. I love people. I love people. Just not that guy in the red suit at the mall. Well, we got to finish out. What number are we on? 58. I turn my Bible to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. All Santa has is this. You better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. The Santa Claus is coming to town. You know what Jesus has? Cast all your care upon him. All of it. He careth for you. Number 59. I open my Bible to Mark chapter 16, verse 15, and I read this. Go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel. And it's not the gospel of Santa. It's not the gospel. Wait till the end of the year. You can get a bunch of stuff. It's the gospel. Santa offers temporal gifts, gifts that you want. Santa is looking for niceness. Jesus Christ offers the gift of eternal life. It's the gift that you need, not the gift that you might want. If you don't want that gift, I'm here to help you know that that is the gift that you need and pray that the Holy Spirit would so work on your heart 
that you would want the gift of eternal life. You would want to trust Christ as your Savior. Santa is looking for niceness. Jesus Christ is looking to impute his righteousness to you. If you haven't trusted him this morning, not only is he a million times better than Santa, he's true. He's faithful. He's just. And he'll give you peace in your heart and love you like no one else has ever loved you. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.